0: AgriTalk is brought to you by full scale from helena grow strong returns this season with breakthrough foliar nutrition from full scale at reproduction and by propane propane is the energy for everyone especially farmers environmentally friendly propane can fuel most anything on the farm see how at propane.com the grain markets are holding serve ahead of this morning's usda reports But House Speaker Johnson seems to be backpedaling as he struggles to get support for spending deals done with Senate Leader Schumer. The U.S. military engaged with the Hooties overnight. Uh, There's an election coming up. And there's a lot to cover on this week's Free For All.
1: Live from the business end of the thermometer via Farm Journal broadcast, this is AgriTalk. This morning, it's a Friday for all with panelists Sean Haney and Tom Sell. Directly following the news, Jennifer Scheich from Farm Journal's Pork. I'm handsome newsman, Davis Michelson. And now, the host of AgriTalk, Jeff Laurie. All right, Davis. Yeah, the storm that
0: we've been talking about, uh, the second wave of the mm-hmm. storm mm-hmm. that we've been talking about this week is hitting. Uh, we've got eastern Nebraska, southeast South Dakota, north central, northeast Kansas. Mm-hmm. Almost all of Iowa, southeast Minnesota, Wisconsin, northern Illinois, northern Indiana, Michigan are all in the the winter storm area right now. But, dude, look at the radar. You go just south into southern Illinois, southern Indiana, there are some heavy thunderstorms, uh, some heavy rains at least, happening down there. And there's severe weather, tornado watch in place throughout uh, – a a big chunk of mississippi
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. meanwhile this is bone chilling cold yeah you got bone chilling cold up north and then you got all that further south and east got it eyes on the skies everybody
0: absolutely 18 degrees right now up in northeast iowa heading for a low tonight looks like about four below
1: well that sounds balmy we're at 13 here in the uh midwestern subtropics.
0: yeah it's happening happening you've already the the uh, front has already passed over you and it's bringing the cold air with it no doubt your way yeah no doubt welcome to agri-talk and the free-for-all here um i'm your host chip florey we've got davis michelson on the free-for-all today Mm -hmm. we've got sean haney and uh uh, jim wiesmeyer's out traveling but boy we've got tom sell from Combest self standing in and with everything that is happening in D.C. right now, as Senator Johnson, excuse me, as Speaker Johnson is trying to sort out these spending bills and, and, and spending plans, it is uh, it is a crazy, crazy situation there in D.C. As we discussed with, uh, with, with former House Ag Chairman uh, Colin Peterson on the show yesterday.
1: All right, lots of news to cover as well. Let's get to it. Well, heads up, Chip, grain and livestock markets will trade normal hours today, but all Mm -hmm. markets and government offices will be closed this coming Monday. That's Jan 15 for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Now, today, USDA will release its annual production summary, monthly supply and demand report, quarterly grain stocks, and winter wheat seedings report at 11 a.m. Central Time, Uh, Much of the focus will be on USDA's final, I'm using air quotes there, crop estimates for corn and soybeans. But these one grain stocks, Chip, have a history of providing market-moving surprises, especially for corn. Yeah, they certainly do. So we'll get some perspective on
0: what to expect throughout the conversation today and from Brian Grady at the bottom of the hour.
1: Well, you mentioned Speaker Johnson. House Speaker Mike Johnson is navigating a complex situation regarding a spending deal with divisions within the Republican Party and the need for bipartisan cooperation to pass funding bills, the length of the stopgap measure and Johnson's final decision remain uncertain. Coming out of a meeting Thursday, Johnson told reporters he's been having, quote, thoughtful conversations, but has made no commitments.
0: Yeah, you know, they're talking about the stopgap spending bill. In other words, another continuing resolution. Why not focus on getting the appropriations done? Is it just because mm-hmm. there's no time? I they, they continue to avoid the inevitable, I, I, at least I would think it's inevitable, that we get a spending bill done at some point. Is this what Matt Gates
1: dreamed of when he started that fire? Um, well, just, I'll throw that grenade out there and just leave it. Major we'll challenges, talk about that later. Good. Including negotiations over government spending bills and the complexity of moving substantial legislation during an election year are looming as obstacles to passing a five-year $1.5 trillion farm bill in 2024. Industry groups like the American Farm Bureau Federation are urging House and Senate ag panels to focus on the farm bill once government-wide spending disputes are resolved.
0: This is going to take a big effort from farm organizations to make the farm bill relevant again in Mm. 2024 ahead of the elections. It's going to be
1: a big push and and a heavy lift to, to make it relevant. Well, Chip Senator Rand Paul has introduced the Federal Reserve Transparency Act of 2024, aiming to conduct a comprehensive audit of the U.S. Federal Reserve by the Government Accountability Office. This audit would encompass the entire Federal Reserve balance sheet, including the recently established bank term funding program, which has lent banks $141 billion in exchange for U.S. Treasuries. Gonna audit the Fed, Chip? Yeah, evidently. You gotta, gotta keep track of what they're doing, right? I think we should. A U.S.-led military coalition conducted strikes against Iran-aligned Houthi militants in Yemen. The Houthis had carried out at least 27 attacks in the region since November, leading to repeated responses by the United States and partner nations, who sent warships to protect against these attacks. Chip, the price of oil jumped as the situation likely steps up retaliation for attacks on ships in the Red Sea. Global benchmark Brent rose more than 3% to above $80 per barrel as investors tried to gauge the chance of the escalation in hostilities sparking a broader conflict in the Middle East.
0: Right, and the WTI is up about a buck sixty right now this morning. That looks to be providing some spillover support for the soybean oil trade. Thank you very much, Davis. Hey, let's bring in Farm Journal Pork Editor Jennifer Shaik.
2: Thanks, Chip. You know, as the end of 2023 came to a close, one of the things that we like to do at porkbusiness.com is take a look back at some of the top stories of the year. And one of those um, is a compilation of some of the top headlines in animal activism throughout 2023. You know, a lot of a lot of incidences last year of open rescue where animal activists came in and tried to take animals off the farm in an attempt to rescue them. And, you know, I also attended my first animal activist rally last year, uh, sat in on the sidelines there and was just really um, disappointed to just basically see robots reading off of a, of a script and not really even knowing what they were talking about or or what animal husbandry even is and so we're definitely up against Some major attacks um, in animal agriculture, but some good news came this week out of the state of Iowa regarding some of their trespass laws. The 8th US Circuit Court of Appeals upheld the constitutionality of two of those trespass laws on Monday. Um, In the past 12 years, Iowa has passed four laws that seek to protect farmers by making it illegal for animal activists to gain access or employment to agricultural production facilities with the intent to cause physical injury or economic harm. The first, second, and fourth laws have been struck down by the courts as unconstitutional, while the third law was upheld in court. On Monday, the Eighth Circuit Court overturned the orders, staying the second and fourth laws. You know, this is exciting news for the state of Iowa because it is going to be able to give farmers who have been battling with trespassers hopefully some peace. It's going to put some strengthening of security behind what they're doing and hopefully um, just help farmers be able to raise hogs like they they should and to keep those pigs in a biosecure and safe environment. And so, again, exciting news out of Iowa and hopefully... Um, this is a sign of good things for the future. Thanks so much.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Good stuff, Jennifer. Good report on what uh, is, is happening in the state of Iowa. Give those those protesters the, a little bit of a pause before they trespass, I, I guess, is what we're looking for. All right, we've got the free-for-all coming your way. Tom Sell, Sean Haney, Davis Michelson, and me, Chip Flory, here on Agritalk.
4: In the morning, you're coffeed up and you're thinking.
1: In the afternoon, you've calmed down, but you're still thinking. We're here all day. AgriTalk.
0: And welcome back to AgriTalk. I'm Chip Flory. Glad you're with us on a Friday morning for the free-for-all. Davis Michelson, you ready yeah. to roll? I'm ready to roll. Yeah, let's do it. Excellent. Let's bring him in. Tom Sell from ComBest Sell Associates. Good morning, Mr. Sell. It's great to talk with you again.
5: Howdy, Chip. It's good to be with you.
0: Yeah, glad you're here. We got a lot of ground that we need to cover today, and uh, happy that Sean Haney, Real Agriculture, Real Ag Radio, is with us as well. Good morning, Haney.
6: Hey, Chip. Great to be with you. It's it's uh, it's kind of a tough week. We've seen Old Man Winter show his very yeah. very ugly face. That's been tough to deal with. And at the same time, college football's over. What the heck are we to do yeah. with our weekends now?
0: Well, we'll have to figure it out. Uh, but look at everything that is happening in football, whether it be college football or or NFL, I, with all the coaches, just yeah. it, it, it's it, it's a uh, you know mix up the monkey barrel, I guess.
6: There's a <laughs> lot of what is it like eight? Uh, well, Mayo's going to the Patriots, so I think it's it's it, but it was started out with eight NFL jobs. Yeah, we're we're up for grabs at this point. There's only 32 teams. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, it's, it it it's going to be a big upset the apple cart, no question. Speaking of upsetting the apple cart, we had a conversation. I think I said earlier that Colin Peterson was on yesterday's show. He wasn't. He was on Wednesday's show with us, mm-hmm. and we were talking about <clears throat> the kind of a tough situation that House Speaker Johnson has gotten himself into or the GOP has placed him in, um, he is not very optimistic that we will see any appropriations bills done before the, the 19th of January or the 2nd of February. He sees a good uh, or a high risk that the government is going to see at least a short-term shutdown. He, he was pretty pessimistic in his outlook, Tom. Now, <laughs> was that a realistic outlook or was that, an outlook from the Democrat party about the Republican leadership in the house?
5: Uh, probably a mix of both. As you know, Chip, uh, Colin and I are, are, are great friends and, you know, we've actually joined together on some of the stuff. Sometimes he brings the, uh, the Yang to, to, to my Ying or vice versa. And, (laughs) and, uh, you know, Colin has always been very much a a realist, made him a great politician, right? Made him a great, get from point A to point B. You got to expect the worst and and work hard. And it, cause that's a gauntlet. I mean, even in the best of times, yep. uh, and the good old days are always, uh, uh, helped by a faulty memory, but even in the best of times, it's a hard, awful gauntlet. Of course, we're in extraordinary times right now in terms of the acrimony and, and uh, and just negativism in, in, in DC. Most, yep. most importantly, these, these eight, uh, who who caucus with the Republicans and call themselves conservative, but are anything but. I mean, they just they just say no. That's kind of their game. It's the easiest thing to do in Washington D.C. Nothing's ever good enough. And unfortunately, with the very tight margins in the House, you know, when when the Republicans took the House uh, during the session of Congress, it was with a with a four seat uh, majority. Now it's down to
0: two. Two.
5: Um, it means any any eight people can can kind of you know uh, monkey something up. Yeah. and and this group just tends to like that they'd rather nothing be done uh than something i i, I tend to be more optimistic i i'm really impressed by mike johnson the speaker he okay. certainly has more credibility with those eight than his predecessor speaker mccarthy did uh both were were good and have have done right by by agriculture love this kind of we got to make it in america we got to stand by our domestic industries uh, kind of theme of of the Republican Party over the last decade or so. So you know, both are are going to be strong for agriculture, but but Mike does have Speaker Johnson does have more credibility with that with that you know uh, kind of crazy caucus or or just say no caucus, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and you know, I I think they'll be able to find a way. Schumer has a, a CR a temporary CR again teed up in the yep. Senate. I think they're going to have to go with some kind of approach like that. Just give more, more runway. I mean, they, they did not. January 19th was never a really realistic uh, (laughs) uh, runway to to get this done, Coming back in the new year. So, yeah. Um, Okay. So what
0: what you're talking about here, Tom, it makes me wonder this, the gang of eight, if an agreement was struck with Schumer that included what the gang of eight wanted, would they then move the goal line to change what they want so that they can just say no?
5: Yeah, I've I've never seen that gang be part of a solution. They 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 tend to always move the goal goalposts, um, yeah. you know. And they're look, they're young, kind of firebrand members of the Congress who are more interested in their TikTok views uh, uh, than they are Jeez. than they are actually legislating and getting something done. And and they look, they think they're serving a noble purpose by always pushing things back toward. Uh, more fiscal restraint, and and look with a thirty four trillion dollar deficit and two trillion dollar national yearly deficits, um, you know, there yep. there's a there's a piece case to be made that that we need to show uh, really some exceptional fiscal restraint at this point in our nation's history. But uh, at a, at a point too, DC is built on compromise. You got to be part of the solution. Yep. So I don't think so. One thing they like, you know, CR funds things at current levels. So yep. that's kind of a, a win in some ways for those who, who want to show uh, fiscal some, restraint. Some Johnson restraint. has actually said he'd love to do a year long. Uh, just yeah. Let's just do a CR through September 30th and start working on a better plan for next year. There's some wisdom wow. to that approach, but I, all, all that's on the table. We'll, we'll just have to see how it plays Good.
0: out. Uh, hopefully they yep. can do it without a shutdown. Jump in here, Haney.
6: Yeah, Chip, ha- I think to answer your question, depending on how they react probably has a little bit to do with not what they get, but how – how Senator Schumer (laughs) would react. If he would market it as, oh, we didn't get what we wanted. And boy, did we get played? They may may appease them a little bit from the cable news standpoint. You know, this is this is a really been a very, very fascinating week where we're already again talking about motion to vacate uh, again, potentially with, with some people inside that, that the gang of eight. I actually think there's a lot of similarities right now between what's happening in college football and college basketball coaching, <laughs> as what's happening in DC. Okay, and in a week where we saw the the, the goat of college football coaching, Nick Saban yeah. retire, we we've seen uh, you know in the last two years we saw Coach K retire. Yeah. There, there's others: Roy Williams, Jim Boeheim. Why people? a Lot many have speculated they don't like this current version of nil and the portal and it's it's nuts okay Uh, coaching the nfl is a way better gig not because it's higher money or it's more prestige it's because you actually can have a life based on the system that's in place if we move in the in the in the down a stream of motion to vacate again with with speaker johnson we're gonna see a whole pile of people say you know what in congress i do not like this this is i've
0: had enough yeah I'm it, out. It, what are the odds that that might happen tom
5: that's a good question i love that analogy haney uh, that's really good I, I i'm hoping for a resurgence of the big ten the heartland just like just like we saw with this uh bowl championship series national championship congrats to the michigan wolverines who are, who are listening on the, on the on the radio that was awesome right. Uh, we need kind of heartland, more pragmatic America to 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 stand up in this in this political atmosphere. You know, I think that's been the brand of agricultural policy for years. I I, I don't think this group is gonna. I think they're gonna continue to give Johnson a little bit of leash and 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 okay. reign. Uh, he needs that. Um, so I don't I don't really anticipate a motion to vacate uh, early on. I think they'll be able to work through this, but, but I think the analogy is a good one. It, it's yeah. just all of society yeah. has become, you know, just less, less kind of wed to traditional principles. And, and it's all about, it's, it's all about the moment and making a splash in them in the moment. Yep. We need to get back to, to, to more traditional ways of okay, doing it.
6: It really shows that getting a stronger majority in the house in this next election is absolutely critical for the Republicans because yeah. the the bigger your majority yeah, the less you have you're 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 basically held captive and the, the eight, so to speak, has a stranglehold on what actually happens from a, from a House perspective on the Republican side.
5: Yeah, that's exactly right. And and as it is right now, it almost forces bipartisan work in the House, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But the question then is it's just what you asked, Chip, uh, how how long will this gang of eight go along with that or, or, or how much leash will they give if. If Johnson kind of explicitly says we're just going to have to do things in a more bipartisan way, like McCarthy does, does that does that spell his in? That's that's the big question right now.
0: Wow. Okay. You know, one thing that I'm curious about, Tom, and I don't know if we we don't have enough time to get into it fully here, but I want to think about this and start the next segment with this: is you know, the quest for some fiscal responsibility, which we should be pushing for right now. Yep. Is is that going to get in the way of taking up the farm bill in early 2024? And the longer that we put off taking up the farm bill, what does it do to the clout of what you were just talking about, the farm state legislators that are in Washington, D.C.? Do all of the sudden it feels like through this process and the extension of the farm bill, that that farm bill, or that that, that farm state vote does may not mean as much as it, as it once did. I want to discuss that next. We got the free-for-all going. Tom Sell, Sean Haney, Davis Michelson, and me here on Agritalk.
4: Time for Markets Now with the experts from Pro Farmer.
0: Joining us now, Pro Farmer editor, Brian Grady-Beads. We are one half hour away from a dump truck full of data from USDA. Markets are kind of on the defensive ahead of the reports.
7: Yeah, just uh, no real urgency to cover any short positions there, Chip, in the the grain and soy markets. We are seeing somewhat of a mixed tone in the soy complex, but Corn trading to the downside, uh, two to three cents, uh, four cents lower here at mid morning, the same in the wheat market. And so, those two markets in particular, um, you know, traders uh, aren't uh, concerned about bullish data coming out of the report. So, we'll see uh, a lot of, lot of data, like you mentioned. Uh, quarterly grain stocks have a history of uh, having a big influence on price action in these reports, especially for the corn market. So, we'll have to see what that number holds at the top of the hour.
0: A lot of bearishness, or, or yeah, a lot of bearishness is already seems to be factored in.
7: Yeah, uh, definitely. The funds have been active sellers. Uh, yep. You know, they were to close out last year uh, and start the new year here. They've continued that. And, and so they're weighted pretty heavily to the short side of these markets. So uh, it probably shouldn't take a whole lot of a bullish surprise in the numbers, but we have to get something that, that's bullish and, and right. encourages them to cover short positions ahead of the long weekend.
0: Right, okay, sellers came back to the livestock trade.
7: Yeah, and you know the, the cash cattle market's just been really slow to develop this week. That's more a product of the weather. Uh, we're now in the, the midst of a second major winter storm here in the, in the central US, and, and so that's really slowed things down, but also slowed down beef production, which has pushed up wholesale beef prices. And, and so um, on to next week, I think, is the biggest thing there. And then the hog market's also fading to the downside here at mid-morning.
0: Have a great weekend, Brian. Uh, We will talk to you next week. That is Pro Farmer Editor Brian Grady on Markets Now.
3: From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. Opinions
1: expressed on AgriTalk do not necessarily reflect the views of Farm Dribble Broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors. You're listening to AgriTalk, where the conversation begins. Join us at 855 4 Talk Ag.
0: Welcome back to the free for all here on AgriTalk. I'm Chip. Glad that you're with us. We've got Davis Michelson, uh, Tom Sell from Combest Cell, and Sean Haney from Real Agriculture. Haney, I want to start this this conversation with you about the farm bill do do you understand what i'm talking about does it feel like the farm bill is losing some of its clout some of its importance in the current environment
6: yes relative to the criticalness and of the other discussions that are happening like when we're we're constantly under the thumb of a government shutdown and and other issues like that, I, I I think it is natural. It takes a back seat, and I, I thought you know from the Colin Peterson interview that the the piece that it was right at the end. Okay, he kind of buried the lead a little bit, to be honest with you, where he said, you know, what we have in the Midwest in, relative to the farm bill, the current farm bill, what we have in the Midwest, we can live with, and and that's yeah. maybe that's why that's kind of the, I, he's I think he's very very true in the sense of under the fact that no one can agree on anything. And this traditionally has been a piece of legislation that people do yep. find some real bipartisan activity on. Yep. We may be best to just kind of lay low here and hang out with yep. what we have. That, that's, yeah, it's I, interesting. I that was
0: You're exactly right. When farm bills get done, there are, there are claims of victory from both parties that usually are, you know, come out in the press releases from the different, uh, Lawmakers I, and the key
6: I, is Chip. Yep. And the key is we're okay with both. It, it, tr- traditionally, we're we're okay with both sides saying that's it, it, it's yeah. it's a victor, right? That's right. not DC today. We like. There's no. There's no compre. That, that's called compromise. We don't do that anymore.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Tom, we've been talking about feelings. Okay. Does it feel <laughs> like? the farm bill is losing cloud is in and, and so on in reality is that is that true is it losing cloud
5: uh i like uh I, I'm, I'm gonna take the counter position i it I, I think it's a it's still functionally a very important bill to a lot of farm families it's meant for kind of the worst of times we've been riding off of a time where there i think this colin was getting at this there's not been a lot of pressure to get the farm bill done because Net farm incomes, commodity prices have been pretty high. That is softening. I think you're going to see more pressure from the grassroots, from the people saying, uh, you know, this is it. And, you know, during that high time, we also had the end of the Trump administration and then at the beginning of Biden, a lot of kind of uh, a lavish additional outside of the farm bill spending going into farm country. That is not there uh, anymore. And so I think there are going to be increasing calls for the Farm Bill. I'd just say, I, I think one of the things that, the you know, I'm a big advocate in Congress for the committee structure and, and working things through a process. It seems we've kind of gotten into a bad habit of wanting leadership, putting all this pressure on the Kevin McCarthy's or the Mike Johnson of the world or the Nancy Pelosi's when she was speaker to say, you know, clear the path, show us the way. And I love the more organic functioning of 435 members of Congress through committees. And I, I'm really urging. I, I, I want to see GT and Chairwoman Stabenow in the Senate actually take a bill, mark it through committee, build some support, yeah. say, rural yeah. America, this is what we think is a adequate safety net for the future it it may not be everything it won't be everything that everyone has asked for in their kind of wildest dreams in testifying before congress over the last couple of years but it could there could be some really critical market improvements to the Title One, to the crop insurance policies that are available, to you know, bouncing out and making the, the the conservation title, all these cost share programs for for good, whether they're climate smart or traditional conservation practices, work better and actually build that baseline in the future. There's some critical needs that need to happen, and I'd just love to see the committees actually put something out there. Mark up your bill that you think uh, is going to meet the needs of rural America. Let's build some political support around there, and then in that way, we'll be ready. Whenever the time comes, so that that path is just not going to be made clear in this current political environment. But you yeah, got to do the work uh, to be ready uh, at the appropriate time.
1: Oh, well, I, how it, popular it, would a discussion, uh, would, a, would a plank in a platform be uh, with the word farm in it in non-farm uh, state uh, localities? I mean, a, a candidate can't come out and say, well, I'm going to make the farm bill a priority and then at the same time, uh, you know, sort of court those who are – not understanding how farm works. That that yeah. urban rural divide, I think, yeah. it may be showing up there.
5: Yeah. It, it that is an interesting dynamic. I loved watching the the debate uh on Monday night or Wednesday night, whenever that was, yeah. uh between uh Haley and and uh and DeSantis, where farms were mentioned a lot of times. And I, I won't say they yeah. were you know I I think that the sentiment that both of them try to cap- capture, maybe DeSantis more so than even Nikki Haley was. You know, I, what I love about foreign policy is it's all American. This is this kind of captures more than anything else the Republican sentiment right now that we need to stand by our nation's kind of productive resources, whether that's agriculture or mining or or steel making or or all those things. That kind of domestic manufacturing source to give us a greater sense of national security, uh, economic. Uh, um, uh, you know, reducing the vulnerabilities on the economic side and just, you know, culturally still America loves her farmers. Uh, yep. We we need to always uh, realize that. And so okay. I, I think there actually are good politics to that, that particular uh, sentiment within the Republican Party and 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 Democrats too, you know, there's something in the farm bill uh, for, for everyone. So I, sure. I think if they write the right kind of bill, you know, it can just be a good move in both politically and from a policy standpoint.
6: Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Reuters points out, you know, this week and there's been there's been articles in the journal and in by Reuters this week about, you know, tr- former President Trump's stranglehold on rural America from a support yeah. standpoint. And one of the points that Reuters makes of the three is goes back to those ad hoc payments that are like you, yeah. you talk about are outside of the farm bill. It, it You know, they're claiming it got him a lot of runway and, and support because yeah. it showcased he supports rural America. And, and 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 that's been those ad hoc programs are, you know, they kind of they're different today, um, but it, they definitely work for Trump if Reuters is correct.
5: Yeah. yeah. Yep. You got that the right. The Journal has an amazing article on that long, long kind of form article on that this morning as well. Did yeah. an Amazing. Job.
6: OK.
0: We had Ambassador Nikki Haley on the show on Tuesday morning. What did you what what did you hear that caught your attention in that conversation, Haney?
6: Uh well great work chip. It was it was great. It's it's hard work to get some of these, you know, mainstream yeah. like that. That's uh, good work for producer Joe there. Um you bet. She, she understands tariffs. I thought that was and, and 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 she quickly transitioned to understanding and the importance of, of trade. Mm-hmm. and how trade is give and take. Um, just putting a 10% tariff across the board is not exactly increasing exports for U.S. ag commodities and, and other items. Um, you know, she, it's going to be, she really, forget about Iowa on Monday uh, for her. It, it really, really looks like. It's really all about New Hampshire for her. Yeah. And, you know, Chris Christie well, dropping out. So. This week, and yeah, and it, and it does her a favor that Christie finally felt, you know, heard the message and, and backed off because the thought is, is his support is going, it has a good chance of going to her. If DeSantis drops out more likely that support goes to, to Trump. So, you know, nationally, and she, she is like a very formidable candidate versus Biden. When we see some of the, some of the Trump, you know, we talk about how, you know, he can beat Biden and how he pulls against Biden. Haley's very strong against Biden as much as 15 points in some of the states. So, right. Um, we'll see what happens in new hampshire
0: yeah yeah what's your take on on this the the presidential race and and i don't know if you had a chance to listen to the conversation that we had with with uh ambassador haley or not but i'd like your reaction if you did me tom, uh, yeah,
5: well, tom yeah yeah well oh. well, same i mean that's a big deal to 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 get her on so well done on that um yeah i i think she's she's hitting some of the right notes and and tones for rural america uh and um and and i and and i'm glad to see in the bigger sense that that's kind of becoming orthodoxy in the republican in the republican party we've always had kind of a a branch of the republican party that is just more kind of it's the austerity crowd the more libertarian crowd and 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 they get hung up on on traditional policy so i think haley uh, can work through that uh pretty well same with, same with DeSantis. Also, you know, I think she's come a long way on even the biofuel side. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't get to listen to the full interview, but, but even in the debate, you know, some of the talk about, uh, electric vehicles versus, uh, right. liquid fuels, I, I thought was really, really constructive and helpful and showed that the Iowans are doing a good job. Uh, it just makes me so grateful that the Iowa caucus is still first in the Republican Party, because I think it really helps us uh, in a in a grander sense uh, on the ag policy front in, in doing things like pushing foreign bills.
6: And in okay. the debate, she clearly showed her strength or her, I think her strength over DeSantis is on 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 foreign affairs. It, yeah, she, she, I thought she was she was very strong in that debate on on. She Wednesday does come
0: now. off with with, with uh, a strong rating, in my opinion, when it when it comes to the foreign affairs. But there are other areas uh, that um, um, I'm, you know, it, it's hard for me to look at some of the policies, some of the the um, um, plans that are presented by Governor DeSantis and not get excited about those. Uh, yeah. it, it, uh, there are some real efforts. Now, one of the things that, that um, uh, Haley did talk about when I asked about her motivations, that, boy, David, she came out of the gates uh, uh, really strong with this, when she said we just need to get over our self-loathing. Mm. We need to understand and teach our kids that it's okay to love America and love America and 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 love what America stands
5: for—freedom. <laughs> Amen that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I so, do love that, and that's that's all of them, and that is that's the essence of the "Make America Great Again." You know, it's yeah. like claim claim the fact that we're just so blessed as a nation when the rule of law and the freedoms we know are beyond anyone else in the world. And yep. we can always do better, but but we, we need to get over the self-loathing. Like, I'm bad. Uh,
0: exactly. It's good importance. stuff. Good stuff. Okay. We're going to keep the free-for-all going when we come back. The Hooties continue to launch missiles into the Red Sea, and they got a little retaliation for that. We'll find out about what is next.
4: To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction.
1: On your favorite radio station or your preferred digital device, Agritalk is live every weekday.
0: Welcome back to Agritalk. I'm Chip. We're going to put a wrap on this week's uh, free-for-all. We've got Tom Sell from ComBest Selling Associates, uh, Sean Haney from Real Agriculture, Real Ag Radio, and, of course, Davis Michelson and me. Got a message from a listener over the break. Uh, He says, I was at the Iowa Renewable Fuels Conference yesterday. DeSantis and Haley both spoke. Haley was by far more impressive and and passionate. She has my backing more than Trump. This this guy says he's going to back Haley. Guys, I'm telling you, it's not like I've driven over the entire state. And I know that there is strong backing among farmers for former President Trump. But I don't see the yard signs. I, and, it, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Haley or Ramaswamy or DeSantis or Trump. I, I just kind of feel like this has been such a disjointed prime uh, lead-up to the caucus in Iowa because the debates have been between the people that are are, are trying to get the second spot or at least we've been led to believe by the polls that this is, it's just the weirdest doggone lead up to the caucus that I ever remember, Tom.
5: <laughs> Gotta be. It's such a weird, weird time. But yeah. And I, you know, I, I thought they both, I, I can see it. I can see a surprise uh, coming. Um, Cause I think there is a, a big appetite to kind of move on to the next, uh, to the next generation of leadership. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we saw a best I thought both performed pretty well in the in the debate that that, yeah. that I saw. Um, I, I wish they wouldn't have torn each other down so much and done a little bit more articulating how they're going to yeah. message things against uh, uh, President Biden or the or or the Democrats. But but look, it, it's it's going to be an interesting time. I, I, I love the Iowa caucus for that reason. It's you know the, yeah. the, the, the people truly speak.
6: Hey, and he, what, he, what, kind of, he, what kind of impact does weather have on Monday? Well, that's uh, brutal. You, I think you, all you, those yard signs are under drifts. That's what you can't <laughs> see. As a
5: Texan, I'd say it would knock me out of the deal. I'd, I'd just be.
0: <laughs> you know, what we've proven so far in the state, when you look at, at attendance at Iowa wrestling, Iowa basketball, Iowa state uh, wrestling and, and basketball, Iowans will travel through snow. But when we start talking about, you know, a high of of below zero on Monday, that's kind of a different animal for a lot of people. And I don't know. That could have an impact on the turnout. And I don't, you know, if it has an impact on the turnout, I'll say that it's bad news for DeSantis and bad news for Haley because I think the Trump supporters are going to turn out. Well,
6: if you watch what Trump is, you know, how he, if you listen, you know, follow this on a daily basis, you can see that he is steering much more of his ire towards Haley. Yeah. I, I think he is yeah. not as worried about DeSantis anymore, you know, as much, you know, DeSantis has just fallen off a cliff compared to where yeah. he was, but I, he is directing much more towards her. So he, right. he knows it, like, he, he knows who his competitor is, and it's it's going to be a case of can he maintain this lead like the polls are showing he has.
1: Right. I wonder at, at some point, does does whoever faces Trump ask the question whether or not he actually did drain the swamp last time? Wasn't that his whole thing? And everybody <laughs> rallied behind. Let's clean up Washington. Let's drain yep. the swamp. It stinks <laughs> worse than it did before Trump. See, and I think
0: a lot of the 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 farm support for trump is he got he at least got the pump primed to drain the swamp in the first 4 years he needs more time to finish the job i think yeah. that is it, am i off off the mark on that tom is it's excellent campaign rhetoric yeah, yeah it's great
5: campaign right. rhetoric um and and look I, I think trump's strength is that he 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 talks a little bit more straight. He, he lays out his priorities and what he, what he wants to do. Everyone knows that he's what, is he a little bit prone to exaggeration? Yeah, I think so. That's yeah. just part of the package with Trump, you know, lay it out there what, what you want to do. It is more swamped together uh, than ever. And and part of that is just the coarseness of, of the rhetoric. I mean, it's just gotten yeah. so Trumpian in terms of, of everyone trying to compete on this, this, uh, this idea of, of, uh, being less political and just calling it as they see it. And it's just gotten really messy for yeah. that reason. Yeah. You know, the reality okay, is that's, Washington DC was built on the foggy bottoms and on a, on a, on a, yep. on a swamp. And it's a collection of diverse interests and people. And it's just, it's a messy process by design. We got to embrace that and love it.
6: Yeah. yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, Jim has said it all along is that it it's the, the manner in which he does attack that uh, really, really does a, uh, he people like it. He he, yeah. he really straights, you know, shoots very, very straight. Yeah, it, it's a it's like all over the place at times, not very direct. But, you know, because yeah. one of the things that's mentioned that journal article that Tom mentioned is, you know, we there's a quote there from somebody in Iowa. We respond to Trump because he has had to make payroll and build businesses. I think sometimes we make a lot about this, but yeah. that's also Mitt Romney. And a lot of people didn't like Mitt Romney for because, like know. it. I'm not sure the business side of this is what really attracts people. I think it's the way that he goes about from his speeches. People are entertained. They think Mm -hmm. he's like there's something about his communication style that really is magnetic for people.
1: I was just I was just thinking about that. He speaks to Trump, speaks to power the way us regular schmoes wish that we could. Did you hear him address the judge the other day at the court? preceding thing man he says the things we wish we could and that's not always you know that doesn't always make for a, an optimal leader i guess
0: it's interesting okay you guys a couple of th- other things that are happening obviously the u.s strikes on the Houthi uh sites that were launching missiles into the red sea that is something that is going to continue to develop over the weekend we need to watch that very closely and the taiwanese general election is saturday and it is a tight race <laughs> between the DPP, the KMT, and the TPP. So DPP is the ruling party, the, the party that's in power right now, and it is the party that represents Taiwan's separation from China. So if DPP wins, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, China's President Xi's response is to that over the weekend. couple of things that I'm watching for the weekend. All right. Hey, Tom, thank you so much for making time for us, buddy. Appreciate you. You guys are the best. All right. That's Tom Sell, Best Sell. Haney, have a great weekend, man.
6: Yeah, enjoy NFL playoffs this weekend, everybody. You
0: betcha. That is Sean Haney, Real Agriculture, Real Ag Radio. Come back this afternoon. We'll have details of the reports. And Jeff Peterson from Heartland Partners.